Welcome to Tony's Take Podcast. You heard it from our intro. Welcome to Tony's Take Podcast, episode 64, Sports. I am Sean, and joined with me, as always, we've got Tony attacking the microphone. Tony, yeah, I just hit my elbow on something. <laughs> and off-road Andy. I just don't even move when I'm in here. It's that dangerous. a girl. But Tony is fired up, and there's a reason he's fired up. There is some stuff going on all over the world, but in Russia, ever all over the world is watching, rather, and at like 3 a.m. here. So uh, we're talking about, obviously, infomercials. Um, no, I'm <laughs> kidding. Tony, take it away with the World Cup, huh? Yes, 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 yes. The World Cup has begun, and it is beautiful. There's been a lot of good games. There's been some upsets. There's been some stuff we expected. There's been some players doing what they do best. Some disappointments, some and heartbreak. Some disappointments, some heartbreak. And uh, we're going to get into all that right now. We're going to take you step-by-step step through each group so far and let you know what's happened. And we'll even give you our take of what we think is going to happen because out of the group. Because I think by the time we do this again... The groups will pretty much almost all or most of them know, will be yeah. settled or at least you'll have an idea. There's already one group where I already have an idea or I already know what's going to happen. But anyway, let's start it off with uh, group A that has it's a good group. It is a good group. A lot of good people's names start with A <laughs> in this podcast. Group A has Russia, Uruguay, Egypt and Saudi Arabia currently with Russia in first place with six points two and oh. Uruguay in second place with three points, and then Egypt and Saudi Arabia taking the bottom with zero. And the highlight so far of that has been the ho the host country, Russia, and the two games they've played have outscored their opponents eight goals to one and have already basically secured a spot to move on if Uruguay beats Saudi Arabia tomorrow, which, folks, is going to happen. So you get three points per win? Three points per win, one point for a draw, obviously zero for a loss. And Does goal difference. Goal difference count? is that's the tie break. Yeah. And if you're tied with goal difference, I'm going to assume head to head is the next tiebreaker. And if you're didn't you tied get with, screwed on that last time? Yeah. And if you're well, they got out of the 16 last time. Oh, they did. I mean, out of the group say yeah. uh, pool play last time. And then if you're tied after that, I honestly have no idea. I wouldn't even be surprised if they flip a coin. But uh, anyway, they um. Uruguay is supposed to be the best team in that group, and oh, I mean they are the best team in that group. But Russia is playing good, and I think they're they're looking like the home advantage is somewhat Ooh, helping. Yeah. But who wants to beat Russia ex in Russia? Right exactly. Now? But also, which is what I thought you were just about to say, is it's been against Egypt and Saudi Arabia, two teams that are not that strong. So that was this morning, right? Egypt. Yeah, Russia. So that's the thing is Russia and Egypt are the only two teams in the tournament so far that have played two games. Everyone else has played one. But yeah, so that group. Is honestly, it was it's one of the weaker groups because even though Russia looks incredible right now with eight goals through two games, they're really not that special. Uruguay is definitely the better team in that league, and I expect them to win tomorrow. And if they if that is the case, then Russia and Uruguay will both already. They they have one of the have, top guys, right? Who? Uruguay. Yeah, they have Luis Suarez yeah. and Edison Cavani, who are two of the better goal scorers in the world. But uh, if Uruguay wins tomorrow, which like I was saying, they probably will. That would already move on Russia and Uruguay to the next round with six points, but they'll be facing each other sometime in the next, like by the weekends, by the end, either like Sunday or Monday or something. And uh, that'll just basically determine the group winner. And obviously you want to be the group winner because the winner of each group plays the runner up in another group. So it's supposed to be somewhat of an advantage, but obviously there are teams out there. There are groups out there that have two very good teams in them. So mm -hmm. how much of an advantage really is it? But 
But anyway, that's what's going on with Group A. Group B has Iran in first place with three points, and then Portugal and Spain in second and third with one point, and then Morocco at the bottom with zero. Now, Iran is in first right now, but I don't think that's going to last much longer. Yeah. They have to play. They're not going to beat the other two teams. They Spain. have to play Spain tomorrow, and they'll most likely lose that game. And then Portugal will probably beat Morocco, and that'll give each of them four points, and that'll probably be enough for both those teams to eventually move on because I don't think Portugal will lose to Iran the next time or Spain to Morocco. But the highlight in that group so far was Spain and Portugal was one of the better games so far this tournament with a 3-3 draw and Cristiano Ronaldo doing what he does, and that was score th all three goals. That guy is truly remarkable. He had a free kick that, you know, makes a grown man cry. That's <laughs> Wow. That's all I can say. Women want to be with him. Men want to be him. I think that was the that premier was matchup, right? That was the most anticipated. Oh, yeah. That's been by far the best matchup so far of the tournament, in my opinion. Spain and Portugal. And it lived up to its expectation. I know a lot of people don't like watching a game and seeing a tie, but honestly, the way that hey, game six was. Six goals in a game. Exactly. Is... The way that game was. I understand people don't want to see a 0-0 tie, but 3-3, that's, that's, that's good soccer. And then Group C has... France in first place with three points. Denmark in second place with, or tied in first, I guess, with three points. And then Australia and Peru each have zero. Now, this group, France played Australia, and they were supposed to kick their ass, and they only won by a goal, and they scored their goal late also. So France, despite winning, didn't look like quite the, the French team that we expect to see. So I expect them to start playing better. And then Denmark and Peru is also a really good game. But uh, ultimately, though, I think France and Denmark are going to stay atop that that uh, that group and end up being the two that come alive out of it and moving on to group d we've got croatia in first place with three iceland in second with one argentina in third with one and then nigeria with zero this was a group that had an upset with the fact that argentina and iceland drew that was a big deal because argentina is significantly better than iceland and they have messi who's one of the best players in the world if not the best player in the world who missed a penalty kick in that game in the 64th minute that would have given them a 2-1 lead and ultimately would have won them the game. And he's missed four of his last seven, and I don't know if anyone remembers, but the what was, what was the, the Confederations Cup or whatever that big cup is that was a couple years ago, he, uh, with the South America, Copa America, with the South America, North America, he was in the finals against Chile and lost, and he was even contemplating like retiring from Team Argentina He's the international team. He's got a big monkey on his shoulder with it. Yeah. He's uh so we'll see. He needs to start picking it up. I mean, if 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 tragedy happens and they somehow don't get out of this group, then I really could see Messi being distraught for a long time when it comes to this stuff. Well, is Croatia the clear number two? Yeah, Croatia is a solid team. They do have a couple big names on it. Mario Mandzukic and uh Luka Modric, but uh so that, that's what I'm saying. Like, Argentina, that's not a for-sure win for them when they play Croatia. I mean, they might not even – I mean, Croatia could beat them for sure. So it's going to – it has potential to be exciting because it's fun. So it's just like the NCAA March Madness. You know, you like seeing those big dogs go as far as they can. And that's with soccer now. We want to see the teams like Iceland, other yeah. teams that I'll get to yeah. make their Cinderella. way. Cinderella story. One of Sean's favorites quotes. Favorites quotes. <laughs> favorites quotes. <laughs> and then Group E, we've got – Serbia with three points, and then Brazil and Switzerland with one, and Costa Rica with zero, and this was another upset. We actually watched this game together, Andy, yeah. the second half. Brazil and Switzerland tied 1-1. I'm was. i going to still stand by what I said. 
I said at the start of that game, I was watching Brazil. I was like, Brazil's going to win this World Cup. They end up drawing, but you know what? I'm going to stay true to it. I think Brazil's attack is really good. They have a solid defense. I still think Brazil's going to be dangerous. I think a lot of times these big teams, they face these smaller teams, and they just don't bring it the way they should, and they get caught off guard. Switzerland, that was a tale of two halves, that game. Brazil dominated the first half. Switzerland came out, and honestly, they played like they wanted that game more in the second half. Yeah, I mean, I thought, like, going into halftime, like – Brazil is going to put up like two more goals. Oh, so did I. I think I even took a bet to say Brazil would win the second half also. And that lost, but, and also the thing I noticed about that game was they, Switzerland was making life difficult for Neymar. They were doing a lot of hard tackles on him. They were bumping him a lot. They were, they were letting, and I like that. That's physical play to their number, their star. And they're letting him know that, Hey, we're here. Like we're going to, we're not going to make life easy for you. So Neymar is going to have to, and he ultimately, I think he only had one shot on goal. Like Switzerland, I think got a little bit into Neymar's head that game, but we'll see. I mean, Brazil will definitely still get out of that uh, group, but it'll be interesting between the rest who ends up coming out. Now, here we go. This is the group that has so far the biggest upset of the tournament. Sweden, three points, Mexico, three points, South Korea, zero points, and the defending champions, Germany, zero points. That was the upset. Mexico at nearly 7-1 to odds to win that game. Go in and defeat Germany 1-0, shutting out the defending World Cup champs. All I have to say is I'd hate to be Sweden because Germany is going to come out that game, and I think they're going to dominate. And who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Germany just doesn't have it anymore. But I think they're going to come out and kick some ass. That seems like a good group. I don't know how good Sweden is. That is a good group. And if Sweden had uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, a healthy Zlatan Ibrahimovic, it would be even better. But uh, Sweden, they can compete with teams. You know, they're not a pushover team. So, I mean, they could could at least get two two wins here. And in all honesty, I don't even think South Korea is terrible. Like, this is probably the most depth, uh, deep group in all of the tournament so far. Or in all of the tournament. But, uh... You know, that was definitely the biggest upset so far was Mexico taking down Germany 1-0. So uh, it'll definitely be interesting to see if how that all plays out because with Sweden having three points, I mean, they're they're a good team. And South Korea could be the type of team that screws over somebody by getting a win or a draw against Mexico or Germany. You never know. Now moving on to Group G, we've got Belgium with three points, England with three points. Tunisia? How do you even say that, Andy? Is that Tunisia. Tunisia. I knew there was going to be some BS at the end of that. And then Panama was zero. And all I really wrote down for this one was everything we expected. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> that was the most. That was the one so far that... Although England struggled. England did struggle. They did get a late goal. But Tunisia, actually, I was looking it up there. They're actually not terrible. I think they get in the Olympics in basketball a lot. Yeah, they're like... honestly... They bring out some athletes. But uh, Belgium yeah, had... Nice uh, desert country. Yes. What it's most famous for is uh, Luke Skywalker's home like the desert home in the first movie. That's where it was filmed. Wow. Yeah, it was filmed there. Oh, that so is some HD. You can actually yeah. go there and actually find, like, walk through those buildings and stuff. Oh, interesting. Yeah. People live in them now. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. So, anyway, that, that group's been the one so far, though. The two top teams are uh, at the top, Belgium and England. I don't think either of them are going to look back. Those are the two teams most likely coming out of that group. And then for complete opposite, we got everything we didn't expect in the final group, Group H, which played today. Japan, three points. Senegal, three points. Poland, zero. Colombia, zero. Two other upsets this morning. Senegal was about a two and a half to one upset because Poland was only like, Poland wasn't like a huge favorite themselves. But uh, 
Colombia was a pretty solid favorite against Japan. I want to say Japan was like five to one almost. And that Colombia Japan game, I woke up, you know, woke up in the around like six thirty or so, and I was just like, oh, let me take a peek at the score. And I saw it was one one at the time, and I had looked because it said Colombia had a red card. In the third minute, Colombia got a red card, and I haven't seen the replay, but I read the comment, the commentary on the little play-by-play, and it what the guy said was. Columbia's player did his best basketball impression and grabbed the ball or dribbled the ball or something. So wow. I have to, it sounded to me like he did an intentional handball, which is an automatic red card and a penalty kick, which is both what happened three minutes into the game. And we know how those Colombians take their soccer. The last guy that did an own goal didn't turn out so well. Is that your story? Yeah, it is. It's the Escobar guy. The Escobar, I forget his first name, but they've done a 30 for 30 on it. Yeah. And this was after Pablo Escobar died, but it was the next cartel out there that took over. They shot him, shot, murdered him after he gave up an own goal in the World Cup in like 1994 or something. So uh, hopefully this guy's sleeping with one eye open if Colombia doesn't advance here. Because yeah, it was a... to get a red card in the third minute. <laughs> Which, am I wrong? I heard that that hadn't happened since the 70s. Oh, I believe it. I mean, that's wow. pretty, it's pretty hard to get a red I would say for the World Cup. I mean, I, I've seen it happen in the first or yeah, second minute. Yeah, like in, in the, in the World there, Cup. You know, there's millions of games going on a day. Hundreds. Right, just happened right now somewhere else. Yeah, in a playground in yeah. Guadalajara. Oh, but, uh, in Tunisia. Are you surprised Japan is good? I mean, honestly, Japan. Then, Super Mario's played soccer. So. I was going to say Japan's honestly. Damn it. <laughs> Japan's, no, video games. Japan's got a couple Beach good guys. Out there. Bowser's... <laughs> they got Kagawa, who's played for Manchester United and now plays for Borussia Dortmund, who are very Thank good Thank you teams. for saying it. It's like that. And then we've got uh, they've got another guy who Andy your his last name's probably gonna surprise you his last name's Honda that's good and he is very liable he owns he <laughs> plays a long time <laughs> he he's probably getting up there but he's a solid player too he's played in some on some big teams I think like in the Italian league or something but uh no yeah Japan's not a team you can give just a red card too early and think you're gonna be able to win so uh, Colombia and Poland I don't see them both moving on. I think for sure one of them are going to move on because Colombia, I don't think will lose to Senegal, but Senegal though actually has a, that one guy on their team that scored the only goal in the Liverpool champions league final, oh, yeah. the Mane. So, uh, he, uh, they got actually a couple decent goal scores on that team. So who knows? I mean, that's the excitement of the world cup yeah, it's fun. two upsets in it. So, uh, that's pretty much all the scheming through the first games and all the, pool so far i mean there's still a lot more world cup to be played so a lot can happen but one of the things i really wanted to touch on the last thing i want to touch on for the world cup was that this is the first year they've had the var review and so they've already used that a few times and it's been beneficial for some teams and it's hurt some teams but i've seen it happen a few times now where a player's in the box and he gets hit and the ref doesn't call it and then all of a sudden the ref gets like buzzed up or whatever and is told to take a look and i love when they They put on a oculus rift yeah it's called a I have no idea, but they just it's not look a VR at whole, review. No, <laughs> Damn he it, actually man. gets there again. But no, I just love it because when they go and they do their, uh, they let the crowd know they're going to the replay by simply going like this. <laughs> they they do the little rectangle and yeah. let them know, hey, we're going, and they go check out the replay. And I I think soccer is the one sport where I think it's, I mean, every sport's got replay now. You know, you can go and review play, and it's like, why not soccer now? I mean, because soccer is the one where a lot of times you do see penalty calls that maybe shouldn't have been a penalty or should be a penalty that don't get called or plays where the player was off sides and he scores a goal or plays where he wasn't off sides and, and he scores and it gets called back. So 
I think it's good for the World Cup to finally have it because these are big games. You know, these people are training four years for these games and you want to get the calls right. So I enjoy that they finally now have a replay system where we can make sure all the calls get right. I would just hate to be the one that honest. I would just hate to have to be the one that has to do that replay review against Putin, though. I think soccer has a very interesting relationship with their refs. Oh, they definitely do. When you watch an NBA game, like people don't like the refs, but the league defends the refs like crazy. Yeah. During this, the game we watched, the uh, Switzerland game, they had some guy talk, come on, like, oh, what do you think the how they're doing so far? And he was just trashing them. Like, yeah. He, he was well, some, it's like, head of officiating. It's like, you actually made a comment, I remember, when wow. we were watching the Brazil game. You were saying how someone, I think, did something. You were like, if that was the NBA, he would have been, like, ejected or something. Or It's just a, complete, it's just a completely different world over there, literally. And Well, now they, they're like, <laughs> well, that's a something ref because, you know, they do, like, well, that guy refs in this country but it's for a totally different country. and so It's like in bowl games they do that, where it's like, this is a Pac-12 ref. Oh, yeah, coaching like a sugar Big Ten bowl game. Yeah. A mud bowl. Yeah, but it's like that guy was like, well, he's a ref for this place. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I funny. don't know. It is uh, it is interesting, but – and it's so funny, too, because, like, all those refs are so different. Like, you'll have, like, these, like, Mexican refs or Spanish refs out there, and then you'll have, like, these German refs and then these yeah. African refs, and it's just, like, they're all over the place, but – I know that they said I was listening to the head ref who I think they called Dr. Joe. <laughs> it's like that what? was that was one of them. I know for sure there's a Dr. Joe there that they talked to. Is that where Wrecking Ball is tonight? <laughs> and he said that uh, these refs actually do like a pretty hardcore like cup like training for this World Cup and stuff to really make sure they're not fucking anything up. So so far I've been very happy with the World Cup. There's been upsets. There's been games you'd think a team would win by two or three goals and they end up drawing. There's been Game. There's been some good goals. There's been a hat trick. It's definitely been a uh, exciting World Cup, and I expect it to continue now throughout the rest of uh, this week and into the next, and then uh, even when we get into the elimination rounds, which is when things will really get exciting. Are they eventually going to stop doing, like, the 3 a.m. game? Like, for us to th- – So I, I, I'm going to assume once they get out of pool play, yeah. yeah I'm going to assume it'll start – it'll be, like, maybe, like, 8 a.m., 11 still, and then – Maybe maybe in the round of 16 you'll see like 5 a.m. or 8 a.m. or something yeah. like that. But when uh, when I when it gets down to the final eight, then I think for sure it'll come down to like 8 a.m. 11. I think, I think it's been starting at 3 a.m. when they have a full slate again. Also, I don't know if like I know right now they're doing like 5 a.m., 8 a.m., 11 a.m. has been typical. But yeah, I know on the weekend it was a little different. I know the France yeah, game was at 3 a.m., which is the earliest one so far. And then I think Argentina played at six. So when it comes down to that, I don't know if they will switch up those times a little bit and have like 7 a.m. and 9 a.m., like 12 p.m. Because there was a game at noon also, Croatia. And if I'm not mistaken, Russia's 10 hours ahead. So that game would have started at 10 p.m. But no one's sleeping for the World Cup. They're all going to be out there watching. But, uh, yeah, this is the one time where you actually kind of wish maybe you lived on the East Coast because then those games would be like 8 a.m., 11 a.m., and 2 p.m. Yeah, not bad at all. That's not bad at all. It reminds me of the NFL London game. Which is always a weird, like a six thirty a.m. game. Yeah, weird thing. Just like, yeah, oh, that always I'm, sucks. I'm awake. Let's go put. The well, what sucks on. about that too is if you didn't put in your lineup for that day. Oh, Actually, yeah. no. I mean, if you like had, yeah, if you had some guys in there that you forgot are playing, that's why you always got to be on top of it because every year there's more and more London games. Yeah, I know the Chargers are in one this year. So yeah, the London sucks. games just keep happening, and they're going to keep happening. Well, eventually we'll we'll have to have a yeah, Ukraine think, game and. Yeah, exactly. A game in uh, Japan. Yeah. Why a not? Game in, uh, what about on the moon? Uh, I mean, that's, that's why coming. we got that Space Force. That is to. coming. But I think that's all the World Cup chatter I have. I know you had some uh, topics you wanted to get into. Take it away, Andy. Yeah, there's another uh, 
big event this week, a world sport, we'll say, and that is the National Basketball Association. Includes teams from America and Canada, but people from all around the world love it. And their draft is this week. This is the most exciting time for some people. Usually, if you're a fan of a team <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Yeah, if, you're a fan of, if you've been a fan of the Suns and the Kings and the, <laughs> the Knicks. The Knicks. The other teams that are always bad. <laughs> there's there's some teams that have just been bad for six straight years now, and they're just always up there. Um, I just want to talk about some of the, the, big, the big names, if you're not familiar, who the top prospects are this year. Uh, the number one guy, I think we all know who's going to – everyone knows who will go first, and that's DeAndre Ayton. That's the Suns have the first pick, and uh, he's from – he went to the University of Arizona. He's not from there, but he went there, and I think it's uh, all but guaranteed he'll be the number one pick. He's a seven-footer. He could shoot threes. He's – looks like he's in shape. I'll say that. So you said his name was what? DeAndre Ayton. Well, what is – Joe like? Has, yeah. Joe has a nice nickname for him, which is just Dayton. <laughs> Right? Is that what he said? Yeah, that's the what he yeah, or something? He totally did. Combined in them. Combined in them. Combined in them. This guy, um, I think he has he has incredible potential. I think he'd be Dwight Howard with a better offensive game. I don't know if he'll be the same kind of defensive player, but I think he's he's really is a special prospect, whether he'll reach his potential or not. So I mean I can't argue if that's what if he goes number one. Um another maybe the second ranked prospect is uh Bagley from Duke. Another big guy, but a different type. He's not the, wouldn't say the uh, the specimen that Aiden is. Yeah. His, yeah, Aiden's for sure one. I think the fact too like, that he played at Arizona and it's Phoenix with the one pick. Like they're gonna keep him close to home, or they're gonna want. Like I guarantee you that like whole community is excited about him staying close. Yeah. So the Kings pick number two, and it, it seems looks like, like they're getting Donich. Right? Seems like uh, Bagley is they're gonna be their pick. Really? I saw something today that said, uh, or the other day that said. Uh, Donich, right? Is that his name? Donkich. Donkich. And we'll get to him. So ba- Bagley's also a big man, but just not as not as big as Aiden. And I think he's kind of like a – I think he can be a better Julius Randle. He's not really a shooter, but I think he'll 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 rebound at the next level and get some baskets that way. And then uh, Luka Donkic, like I said, he's a – I think he's Croatian. I, want, I actually don't. Uh, confirm that I don't know, but he's a uh, he's a bigger guard, you know, kind of a uh, maybe a Magic Johnson type, uh, a taller guy, um, or Ben Simmons, I guess, is the newest one. Yeah, we'll um, see not not that kind of passer like Simmons. Or Magic, I know, like but... a lot of people, I feel like they're always unsure, kind of, about these European stars because I know they're like one of their things is always, oh the competition over there isn't nearly as tough as it is over yeah, he here. He played but... in the top league, which they say is better than Division One NCAA. Yeah, so that's and what I'm saying. he put up good like, numbers, but yeah, he's, and, still... I mean, we'll see, but also, but I mean, like, when you see someone like Porzingis do, you know, he came over, and I remember when the Knicks drafted him, they're all booing him. It's just because you don't see this guy on TV every day. You don't know what he can do. Now look at yeah. Porzingis. Like, if, if they had known what Porzingis could do because he played, like, Division One basketball, everybody would have been, like, all up and arms for him but it was just funny to think that the Knicks booed him and now he's by far their best player on their current roster or well, the only guy worth anything exactly like he's it's like stupid how by far he's the best player on that team so right now no one really knows where Donkic is gonna go because it seems like a lot of people are questioning his athleticism he's not gonna be able to guard point guards but he's he's six foot eight 
he could guard threes, would play, but have the ball in his hands. But then again, he's a guy who needs the ball in his hands. And is he going to get to be able to get to the rim? It's just like it's there's a lot of questions with him. But yeah. he could be the and best player that. in this draft. Yeah, that's what they're saying. All right, a guy I don't I don't like as much, but some people are really high on that. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., son of Jaron Jackson Senior, Senior, no, who played for Portland, I think San Antonio. Where did Jaron Jackson play again? Oh, Michigan State, right? Yeah, he's, there we go. Yeah. He was in Michigan State. He was far from their best player, but it looks like he's gonna be their. Yeah, top who was their best drafted. player again? What was his name? Bridges. Bridges. That's right. That was a nasty Michigan State team. They fucked up. Yeah, so that's the last memory I have of Jaron Jackson Jr. was just doing Who did they lose to again? Syracuse. Just In the second round? Or? Yeah. Just yeah, that, ugly, was, that was trash. Maybe the ugliest game I've ever seen. Yeah, that was trash. That was in all trash my years as a basketball fan. That team was very, very good and athletic, and they completely screwed that up. So uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. looks to be just a good uh, defensive guy, really long. He's almost seven foot, and he's really young, too. He's only he's still only eighteen, so he could grow to be like a big guy, real big guy, hmm. real so, big guy. <laughs> yeah. And so if he if he could you know just be a great like shot blocker, that's always valuable. And speaking of shot blockers, we've got Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba, the most intriguing prospect in this draft. Who just did what? Signed a deal. Oh yeah. With Puma. And, and, and Willy Wonka. He turned down like Nike and Adidas, and he basically Jay-Z called them like mainstream. Because yeah. Jay Z is the head of Puma now, or something. Yeah, so he was like, "I'll go Puma." <laughs> Jay Z's with Puma because I fast like Puma. Yeah, he just signed a deal to be like the head of marketing, <laughs> athletics, or something. Oh wow, I don't Mo, know what it is. Look at Mo it up. Puma. <laughs> Mo but uh, yeah, Mo Bamba from Texas, just a skinny young man, skinny kid, just a skinny tall young man. I watched no a lot idea. of his games. With Texas and man, that guy can block shots. Yeah, you have no idea what he's going to be, but he's just going to be a, a shot blocker. So he's he's one of those guys. He's seven foot now. Maybe he'll be seven three <laughs> later. Yeah, just like and and he's still learning. I think that's what people. And are if really... I'm not mistaken, he's got like I mean I know I just saw a video the other day that was shown of him uh, just shooting threes and yeah, nailing so them, but he's because I remember him hard going worker. to the, the free throw line. I thought he actually had a decent stroke. Yeah. Can anyone te- get yeah, learn how to shoot? Yeah, it just goes into how much pork you put in. And then I think the uh, the last big prospect I want to talk about is uh, Michael Porter Jr. I think he has the biggest uh, risk, the biggest gulf between where where he could be and what what kind of he could be a bust. I think is what I'm saying. Yeah, like there, I actually saw saw something the other day that talked about him saying like. He's not as hurt or was as hurt as people are making it out to be. But that's the thing that's unfortunate is when these guys were major prospects, they get hurt, but it's because no one saw him. But the funny thing is, is look Kyrie Irving. No one yeah. saw Kyrie Irving play. I think, I think a lot of people thought Porter was the best guy coming out of high school last year. Yeah. But he missed almost entire freshman year. And I think year. what didn't help him was coming back just for the tournament, basically, and not nothing special happening. I mean, Missouri not yeah. doing much. And then people kind of get a glance at him, but it's like that he, he was cold in the season. You know, he didn't play. He hadn't played against competition like that in yeah. months. But I think he's he's not the size, like LeBron's like strength, but he's a bigger guy. He's he can 6'11". handle the ball, and he is athletic. And I think people see him as, you know, potentially that kind of like a top small forward type player. But then you don't know what those guys end up being. Like if they're not elite shooters or not elite ball handlers, I'm just thinking of a guy like Wiggins who doesn't, who just doesn't know how to get better. He is what he is, but he's not even close to being an all-star. And if that's what 
Michael Porter's future is, then yeah, he doesn't belong as a top three pick. But I think someone's going to take a chance. I think uh, we might see a trade up for him. It'll be interesting. I know right now what Philly team? and Boston are heavily rumored to be uh, trying to trade up, which we'll talk about those two teams in a couple of minutes too. Ooh. Um, yeah, so there's there's a lot of other guys. I think Trey Young we didn't even mention. Everyone so knows that name. Trey Young, I really quick. I've everything I've been seeing like through these like Instagram pages, all they keep saying about Trey Young is that it, it seems like Trey Young's the biggest coin flip in the draft because everybody that I've everything I'm reading just keeps talking about how he's got potential to be this superstar and to be really good. And then the other thing is, though, is they have that he has potential to be like a huge bust. So it's almost like people aren't even giving like the medium an option. Like they're not even acting like he can be like a good player that can help his team out or whatever. They're basically saying like he's either going to be the superstar that dominates or he's going to be just complete bust. And I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I think with, with him, with so much of his value is that he, I just he's a good passer and stuff. He needs the ball in his hands, but if he can't these, get to the rim, if he's if he's these so, guys that are all very very good scorers in college, like with and with when their strengths like their three ball, I just feel like in the pros it just doesn't work out that much unless you are just like a spot up shooter like a JJ Redick and stuff like that where they just get the ball and they're open, they hit the three, but they can. Yeah, they're well, not like see, spotlight players though. A lot of these guys are tiny like him. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, Redick Redick is big. You need you need someone who's not going to get bullied. You well, just think like it also the reason Curry worked out so well is Curry's big. Also, Curry's just a phenom though. Yeah, That's but a I mean, he's also it, it just people don't think like he's six three, six four, and he's pretty strong. Yeah, well, he's, he's also finisher. very crafty. He's got so it's the, like he's his shot though is that's it's you can't really compare anyone to Curry. I mean, Curry's just a once. Well, that's what people want to compare like the best case scenario for for this guy is. That, I just don't see it though with him for whatever reason. I just and I'm, I'm and for his sake, I hope be, I'm uh, wrong. Eddie House, do you remember Eddie House? Yeah, I remember Eddie House. Just a six foot guy who shoots threes sometimes, and sometimes they go in and yeah. But I just, just I just, defender. I hate to say it, I just don't see him. I do when I picture him in the NBA, I don't picture him dominating. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. And I hopefully for him, I am wrong. But I just, it's just tough for me to see. Well, yeah. It. Well, what kind of will he be able to play as just a shooter off the bench, or do you kind of, or is he'll get lost that way? You know, yeah. Is he willing to accept not being the top guy on the team. I will see. Yeah. But then the other the other thing I want to mention in this draft is that the Los Angeles Clippers own the 12th and 13th pick. Ooh, so I'm very excited. This is the most excited I've been in a draft in years because Woo. in the Chris Paul, Blake Griffin era of the Clippers, they always just traded their pick or would take some guy that Doc Rivers would never play and cut like after two years. So like this is actually matters now. And um, there's a lot of, lot of interesting guys there. They've got uh, Robert Williams from Texas A&M is a – tall shot blocker type from Texas A&M, which is exactly what they've had for the past 10 years with DeAndre Jordan. So it'll be funny if that's what they end up picking. I think Kevin Knox from Kentucky. Yeah, that guy was solid. Tall guy, young. Um, and this other Kentucky point guard, a big point guard, Shy Gilgis Alexander. Oh, I remember hearing that yeah. name. So it, I think it's a, a decent draft too. So there, there'll, be, there'll be a guy picked in that like, nine to 16 range that's going to end up being one of the top players and we saw last year donovan mitchell was the best guy drafted. oh yeah he by far and have they haven't done like rookie of the year yet have they no the award show 
And if, next week, and if I'm not mistaken, is that new having an award show? I think it's the second or third year. Hockey okay. does it too. Yeah. Okay. Um, Which honestly, I don't mind that because whenever you end up hearing about the MVP, it's always like you wake, you get home from work at, on like a random Tuesday, and they're like, "Oh, LeBron James yeah. announced MVP, or Tom Brady announced MVP." With you the know, NBA, at like, least it was kind of cool that they'd be like announcing the different awards um, as the playoffs are going on. And I, I think the weird thing is. Um, you know, Dwayne Casey is the favorite to win coach of the year. And he just got fired. He's already fired and has a new job. So is he going to come there and accept his award? Be like, I want to thank the Pistons for hiring me. He'll, if he's classy, he'll say he'll thank Toronto for the opportunity yeah. there and stuff because that's the reason why. You just have to respect that, hey, Toronto, I did good there. But you know what? They were looking for something else. But it got me noticed. It got me a coach of the year. And it got me probably a hell of a contract to coach the Pistons. So. I think that's a good fit, honestly, for them because I think the Pistons. Any, I mean, I hate to say, it, I mean, they're. I think having a, any Van Gundy as a coach is probably a little difficult. So I think Dwayne Casey will kind of go in there and give them more of just a relaxed atmosphere because that Pistons team honestly isn't awful. It's got decent players they have on no, it. They have no flexibility now. Yeah, but I mean, I'm just saying like that team's got potential to at least get a, a playoff spot see, in the yeah, East. I want to see what a good coach can do with Blake Griffin. That's like immediately what Dwayne Casey said was like. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to work on some things with him. It's yeah. So you got him. You still have Drummond. You got a guy Reggie that's Jackson. Reggie Jackson, Stanley Johnson, Luke Kennard, Luke Kennard. Let that man. You never know. You never know with Kennard. That's what I'm looking forward to this draft. Who's drafting Grayson Allen? Oh yeah. Geez. He's going to, he's going to go somewhere. Probably. He, he finally met Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz this weekend. So. And that was the whole, f- I didn't realize that was, that was a thing that they thought game. they looked like his son. Um, Which is funny because they really do look alike. I want to go back and I so I was looking at uh, Porter. He first off he has eight siblings. Good. And oh, really? just clicking, his dad's the coach, you, right? Just look, clicking Jonte Porter, his younger brother is eighteen, yeah. seven foot two forty. Yeah, wow. My yeah, that's that's a athletic God. family. They uh, his their dad's the coach at Missouri, and he was the assistant he, he, coach. His yeah. whole team is the family. No, <laughs> he was an assistant coach at Washington, and then got hired. At Missouri, and they both left Washington. Sean, you got to go look up how many uh, siblings your boy from uh, Oklahoma City, Stephen Adams, has. Oh yeah, was like twenty-eight. He's the youngest of like seventeen, I think, or Jesus, something. Jesus, was he from the eighteen hundreds or something? In New Zealand, yeah. My <laughs> God, look it up really quick. I think he's got like what was his name? Stephen Adams. Oh, from uh, OKC. <laughs> Did you not yes. listen? <laughs> your boy Stephen Adams from OKC. I wasn't listening. <laughs> Will it even say mm-hmm. on there? Uh, it only shows uh, four or five. Oh, he's definitely got yeah, more than that. Yeah, that's not true. Yeah. I've heard the story like many times. I ran out of room or something. <laughs> he's um, only 24 years old. What, he is? He left after a freshman. Yeah. That still seems he's been in the league. It seems like he's been in the league for 19 years now. His, it's, um, really his birthday is tomorrow. Holy oh, shit. happy birthday, Stephen Adams. He'll be 25 <laughs> tomorrow. Happy birthday, Mr. Adams. What? Uh, I don't think you need to say Mr. You could. You should. Does he have any kids, or did uh, Draymond ruin that for him? Oh, Ouch. <laughs> uh, doesn't doesn't show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you could find some funny Wikipedia page out there that probably... My God. 24 years old on the last day of his, his birthday. But yeah, I, I saw that for and I was like, holy shit, eight siblings. That's a, a lot. So that draft, uh, again, was when? This is Thursday. This Thursday. Yes. Okay, the 21st for you people out there that don't know a calendar. I I'm not good at calendars. So, <laughs> so is that uh, is that it for your draft? Any uh... yeah for the draft, and I, I did mention in the draft how uh, a couple teams are trying to 
get up there, maybe get a Donkic or Porter or someone, and that's the uh, the Celtics and the Sixers. Celtics, they have a pick in the end of the first round, but they have there's, they own the Kings pick next there's year. There's a lot a of rumors assets. going on with the Celtics right now because I've been seeing stuff about them maybe trading Irving or something or Hayward yeah, somewhere. Yeah, so there's a – that team has so many assets uh, right now. Let's uh, let's let's. <laughs> Mike, Tony, <laughs> you're abusing me. your mic. <laughs> let's uh, wow, that was interesting. Mike has a mind of its own. Let's uh, let's let's flirt into those little trade rumors right now because there's a lot of potential exciting stuff, so, especially if you live in the LA area. So the big guy in the market who the Celtics obviously have the assets to get. Who is it? Is you know Corona Zone or Riverside Zone? I can't remember which city. Kawhi Leonard. The Inland Empire Zone. Yeah. One of those Kawhi ones Kawhi Leonard. San Diego State guy. San Antonio Spur guy. Hopefully one day an L.A. Laker guy. That's what people are hoping for, but I don't think it's happening really this year. Really quickly. Like, the funny thing is with all these, like, these big names that everybody's talking about, everyone that's Southern California basketball Laker fans, because I know not everyone's Southern California's Laker fan, Andy. But, Paul George was actually a Clippers fan growing up, and it was a story during the draft that he wanted the Clippers to draft him, but well, they drafted Aminu instead. And now you know what that means, right? He's pissed off at the Clippers, yeah. wants to beat them four times a year. I think he also – he was a guy who fucked one of Doc Rivers' daughters. Okay, well, anyway, that is irrelevant. Yeah. Wow. Also no, it's relevant, too. I don't think Doc Rivers wants him around. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, um, oh, I'm thrown off now. <laughs> So Le- the big three that they're talking about could come here is obviously LeBron James, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. Now, the exciting thing about all three of that is, as we all know, LeBron James' son has already committed to an L.A. high school. So that gives LeBron good reason to want to be here. Paul George's wife and his parents both want him to come to the Lakers. And then Kawhi Leonard has said he wants to come to the Lakers, and I believe his uncle has also, like, wants him to come here. So, the I mean... One of those guys is bound to be a Laker. I think there's a good chance two of them are. And hell, why not go for the Yahtzee and make all three of them come here, huh? Andy? How about, Andy, if that happens, we just merge the Clippers and Lakers as one team, call them the Lakers still, because that yeah, sounds that just not. how they would still sound. And then we just have this super team of I, Lakers I, I, and Clippers with maybe just one Clipper on it, just DeAndre Jordan down low. Maybe we can let Rivers look. coach it. And I actually don't mind Milos. I'll let him come in off the bench and <laughs> smoke <a> cigarettes and <laughs> throw up the temple, temple, tempo. Actually, I like uh, Tobias Harris too. I wouldn't mind him yeah. staying in I, there. I want to know what Milos' thoughts are on the World Cup. He's probably enjoying that. He's hell Croatian, out. right? He's one, Serbian, Serbian, Serbian. Serbian, yeah. Serbian. But uh, yeah, I, I think that's not going to happen. I don't think the. I only <laughs> the only reason it. I even brought that up was because I actually got tagged in a little thing today on Instagram that said it like back in 1943. For whatever reason, I forget the reason. The Steelers and Eagles combined their team, and they were saying, like, if that were to happen today, <laughs> what their team would be like, and it was pretty exciting. I know the the Boston, Buffalo Braves, which became the Clippers. Not the Atlanta Braves? No, it was basketball. Those became the Dodgers? They traded almost their entire roster with the, 70, the Celtics, so the pre, like pre-Larry Bird Celtics. They basically just swapped almost the entire roster. That's crazy to think about. Yeah, that is crazy. I'm just like, oh, I'll take your team, and you'll take mine. So, I mean, maybe we'll see that. Maybe the Clippers will take Lonzo Ball, and who knows. But, yeah, I don't think the uh, the big three is going to happen. I, Greg Popovich does not want to trade Kawhi Leonard to a Western Conference team. 
Um, that doesn't mean Kawhi Leonard will never play for the Lakers because he's only got a year left on his deal. So maybe they hold some of his cap room open and they'll have him next year. But I, I, then I don't know what that means for LeBron. I still don't think LeBron's coming either. Oh, and someone's Whoa. coming, Andy. Someone's I, I coming. I still think LeBron's just going to stay I, home. I know you hate the Lakers, but you have to admit out of these three, the fact that they're talking about it so highly of maybe all three coming, one of them's bound to be here, Andy, whether you like it or not. Yeah, there my, is no my hope way... is they sign Paul George to a stupid contract and then they get like a six seed for five straight years. And win and it then... for five straight years, though. You forgot to add that part. Yeah, oh, as a six seed? Oh, you can't win as a six seed, Andy? I don't think anyone's ever done that. Lakers will. Uh, the Steelers did it. Steelers did it. Okay, in the National Basketball Association. Oh, you didn't say that. It's a lot different. Low, low seeds just don't win. I know they don't. It's upsetting, too, that there's never any upsets in the NBA. Like a, yeah. a team has never come back down 3-0. Sad. Just sad. They should just do what the college does and just one game. One game all the way yeah. through. Let every team make the playoffs. <laughs> one game. <laughs> 32 teams. Be, and, and then why even have a trophy at that point? Well, everyone gets a trophy then. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay with that. Maybe not even have a regular season, just every year. <laughs> yeah, just tournament play the whole just, way. Just play 82 games, and whoever has the most wins is the champion. Oh, is, is this the idea? Premier League now? So congratulations, Houston, on the championship. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but then, like I was saying about the uh, – there's other teams that can get Kawhi that – Kawhi doesn't get to choose where he wants to go. Um, Philly – Philly's got, um, what's that terrible number one pick? Fultz. Yeah. They've got Saric. They've been, got the number 10 pick this year. I've been seeing that. They've got uh, a lot of things. So. Yeah, they're talking about like trading some of those people. So, I think they're they're definitely a destination for Kawhi. And then the Celtics, they have a million people. So, I think there's enough teams out there that San Antonio will have their, their choice I also wouldn't be surprised if San Antonio just says, "Okay, well, we're going to figure this out. We're going to keep you." Yeah, because I you also heard. Out. I also heard that they said he's not going anywhere until he actually tells them straight to their face, "I yeah. don't want to be here anymore." So I mean, who knows right when that? Who knows when that time will come? He's under contract with the Spurs. Like, what are you going to yeah. do? That's the thing. It's like to get rid of him. It does have to be a trade. So, and there are teams that are willing to give up a decent amount. So that just depends if. I'm Pavic, the Spurs, that reign, I hate. I mean, I don't hate to say it. I'd love to say it. It's coming to an end soon here. I think pretty soon yeah. in the next few years, the Spurs are going to be going towards the bottom. They've been at the top a long time. It's been a great ride. But, I mean, honestly, I don't know how much more Popovich has left in him, especially after his wife passing away. I know that took a lot out of him, as it would to anybody. So I just don't know, like, how much more longer he wants to have the energy to do this. And then you've got the fact that Parker and Ginobili are going to be out of there soon. Gasol's old. I mean, and frankly, they're like younger guys just aren't that great. They're, they're definitely headed for a rebuild, but I think they're a team that can figure it out once they say all these guys are gone, they get the cap room. I think they could figure it out pretty quickly. They'll probably, you know, they'll be the worst team, get the number one pick, and then draft the next Tim Duncan again. That's how it works. You know what would be wild? LeBron James has all, has said that the Spurs have always been somewhat of a destination. What if he goes there and Kawhi stays? We haven't even thought of talking yeah. about Whoa. that. That could make things exciting, not for me as a Lakers fan. Yeah. But for people and their Spurs fans. And who wouldn't want to go play for Pop? That's what they were saying, too, is that yeah. they've been actually saying that throughout LeBron's career, he's never had a great coach. Like he had – Jordan had – I mean, had uh, – I think Spolster is really good. Okay. Jordan – 
Like, a, okay, a Hall of Fame legendary I think Spolster will be a Hall of Fame guy when he retires. Anyway. Well, yeah, sorry. LeBron, I mean, uh, Jordan had uh, Phil Jackson. Kobe had Phil Jackson. Uh, that's pretty much all I can think of. <laughs> Was the only coach that's but... good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Duncan had, had Duncan had Popovich. Magic had Pat Riley. Magic had Pat Riley. LeBron had Pat Riley. Yeah, as his, as like his manager or whatever. Yeah. Manager? General manager, wasn't okay. he? What was he? Yeah, but you just said manager. Well, like, it was like his... You said father, so yeah, I mean, did, who was closer there? I know, but I was picturing like his manager, like, it's like, LeBron, you should really take the shoe deal. Okay. <laughs> that kind of manager. Okay, I can see what you did there. But anyway, I think is that uh, pretty much that on basketball? I feel yeah, like I think we've talked a lot yeah. on basketball <laughs> for it not being basketball oh, season. Good no. coaches, Steph Curry had Steve Kerr. There anyway. Mo Bamba, yo mama. That's all we know. Bill Russell had Bill Russell. We've uh, <laughs> we've putted along here on this. Speaking of putting. Putting. This weekend, this past weekend, <laughs> Phil Mickelson <laughs> did what I you only see on the golf course when you're pissed <laughs> off with your friends after a few beers, and that was take a putt, miss it, and before waiting for the ball to stop, just spread it over and hit it again. And that caused, obviously, a lot of controversy. Oh, and yeah. The reason why I believe he did it was because it was going to go downhill, and when you hit it like that, it's just a two-stroke penalty. So he figured, yeah. why not just do that instead of going all the way downhill, on top of the fact that he was already 10 over at the time. He's, he's old as fuck. He's, he's way at the bottom. I have a conspiracy, not a conspiracy, oh, a yeah, thought now. that – this guy was 10 over par. He's been – he's considered one of the greater golfers of all time. Been in the league like 30 years. Yeah, he's won it before. To him, he was like, you know what? I'm not going to win this. I'm not going to probably win any money on this. If you saw the guy he was paired with, what was his name again? Jesus, Andy. This is snack Beef. time. Beef? Wow. As you're anyway, jerky. That's his, that's his nickname is Beef. If you saw that guy, he's this – fat British guy. Fat, guy. fat British guy with a beard. I'm going to tell you guys right now, I don't care what anyone says. Those guys were definitely – not sober. I think nah. definitely you pound a couple drinks. I mean, I was at a golf tournament where I watched John Daly like drink some whiskey and whatever out of his McDonald's cup <laughs> from his cart like up two months ago. There's no doubt in my mind Mickelson wasn't somewhat loaded. And I know Mickelson likes to party because I've heard he's like a huge gambler. So I know uh, I have a feeling that uh, Mickelson was definitely – Feeling good, to Ooh, say the least, which there's on. nothing wrong with. You're 10 we, over. You're Phil Mickelson. Hold on. We are talking about uh, conspiracies. What if he uh, bet against himself? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, he had he a rat be, hole. He would be fucked then. If that was he had case. a rat hole somewhere? When I say these guys gamble, it's not sports betting. It's these guys play poker. They play I cards. I know. Yeah, I, I, I don't see not a Because they're not a – if they were to ever – he already was in trouble with, like – some being part of like some inside trading stuff. So, I mean, if he were to be betting on his sport, it would be all but over for him. That's definitely some uh, jail time. Well, it, it was funny to see all the uh, golf people freak out. Oh, when everyone oh, knows yeah. everyone who goes out and plays golf for fun does shit like this. But like the people who yeah. are like, you insulted the game. I think Bob Costas had to be rushed to the hospital. <laughs> they had some British guy. I saw who was, I don't remember his name, but he's like, he basically called him a fucking prick. And he's just like, Maybe it's just because I'm British, I'm being blunt, blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, you're being a prick. Like, nine per, 90% of the people out here do not give a shit that are watching. Most people out there playing with them probably don't give a shit. It's like, but losing? I, they I do, probably I all want to do that. that. They said, like, a two-stroke penalty, that's that's stupid. They should have just kicked him out. But it's like, he wouldn't have cared. I mean, like... Well, a lot of people were saying... Tiger he, Woods kicked he himself out by playing so shitty and not yeah. even making the cut, so... If he should have... Like, a lot of people said he should have, yeah, like, withdrew from the tournament, sure, but... 
If you really want him to withdraw, fucking go in there and tell him to withdraw. Because I think, if I'm not mistaken, the next day he actually went out there and shot pretty decent, didn't he? I, think I mean, the, I don't uh, know for sure, but I think he shot. They said the course played like two strokes better on Sunday. Yeah, because they they really fucked up on Saturday. That's that that was the Everyone other big for story. Dustin Johnson. Dustin John, that was what's funny. Is after Friday, Dustin Johnson was four under, and then next thing you know, the winner ends up winning one over or two over. One. One over. Yeah. The and um was it, was and the Westwood winner was the guy who got second who. Yeah, and he was done earlier in the yeah, day he too, shot, like, which is funny. Crazy, uh, last round. He almost broke the record. I think he was yeah, really close to breaking stroke. like the round record, and it's ironic. Yeah, he ends up shooting uh, a big day. So the the end of the last hour of the tournament was basically making sure the leader didn't bogey. It was crazy. It was a Brooks Kepka was the winner yeah, who won it for the second year. He was, he was year at in like row. plus 1 and even like the entire like back 9 was just like, okay. He just needs to like everyone else had already fucked up by then. Which was the really the the story of the tournament was just it was and usually the US Open is just always more difficult. And it's like I think one golfer even said like this is such bullshit that the whole thing is based on luck now because of you have no idea it's gonna hit the green and run way faster than it did the day before and stuff like that. And just like, yeah, it's, it's funny, but like, I don't know. If that's what you want to see. I mean, isn't that always the case? So it's like a, you hit it up there and it hits the green. Who knows which way it's gonna? Well, they're, pr- they're pros. supposed to. So yeah, when they true. say like it's a crapshoot, then that's like a problem. So. And I mean, obviously it was. I mean, one o to win a tournament with one over is pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah, imagine just, imagine yourself trying to play that course. Fuck that. Yeah, exactly. If these pros are going one over, it's like Jesus. shit. Dude, I'm going like thirteen, fifteen over, over at Newport. On, at the half halfway through the first night. <laughs> but all right, we got any more uh, to get into in the sports world? I think that's all I pretty much had to cover. I think that was pretty much the big topics. Oh, the baseball. World Cup. We still haven't talked about baseball. That's pretty. I funny. think we'll get to baseball in about a couple weeks when it's the All Star game. I think that's when we'll give you our. First half review and second half predictions. Yeah. We'll yeah. talk about our our sleeper pick to win the World Series, the Baltimore Orioles. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, they already have like 50 losses. So that would be great if we had that. If we actually did pick them before the season, like, watch out for this team. <laughs> <laughs> Sad on yeah, it. we did lose all our uh, listeners, <laughs> all our followers. All right. Well, you've been listening to the Sports Podcast, episode 64, Tony's Take. I'm Sean. Join with me. We had Tony. Yep, yep, yep. Kicking the mic and off-road and uh, eating the beef jerky. Yep. All right. Make sure you check out our entertainment podcast, which will be coming out shortly. And make sure you subscribe, share, tell your friends. It helps.